welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, well, we got a stretch of 70 that'll be uh, shut down. Uh, I think the Roachport, right, Brian? A little later on this, uh, this afternoon? Uh, anyway, I believe we'll, so. We'll get yes. the news god in to talk about that in one other story. Uh, that would be Brian Houseworth. In the meantime, Jennifer Bukowski is with us, and uh, she has a list of topics that are hot on her mind. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, jump right to Paul Pelosi describing the night that he was uh, the night that he was attacked at home. And what did you uh, you know? It seemed to me a pretty open and shut case. Uh, what what do you see here? Well, Paul Pelosi hasn't been, you know, interviewed on Inside Edition and all these other places about this. So his, with the exception of, you know, what we've seen from the body cams of the officers responding, we haven't seen him speak about what happened. And uh, it sounds like a pretty scary ordeal for him. He was in the house alone. This David DePape guy was wandering around the house before he finally stumbled upon the bedroom with Paul Pelosi in it saying, you know, he wanted Nancy. Nancy was the ringleader. And uh, so he tries to go for their elevator, which that's nice to have an elevator in their house. The guy stops him because there was a phone in there. So he tries to get to the bathroom. He makes this 911 call. But the guy was insisting that he say that he's a family guest or something. So, But we heard that call where Paul is seriously insinuating, like, no, something's arrived before the 911 operator finally picks up on it. And Paul gets him to go downstairs, and he's and the guy's like, well, if the police come, it's all over. And anyway, Paul Pelosi was in the hospital over a week from this, and uh, he had to have reconstruction surgery on his hand. He had, you know, his skull was fractured. So the interesting thing as a lawyer for me is that this is one of two prosecutions that the, they're charging this defendant with. This is a federal one, so that they have to sh- show that this was part of a you know, a federal crime, and that is not as clear as, like, the state case is obvious it was assault, but they have to show that this is part of um, an attack on a federal official. Well, and this since, guy had a list wanting to attack everyone from Tom Hanks to Bill Gordon uh, to uh, George Soros and all, all kinds of people. It wasn't necessarily a federal officer he was after is what his defense attorney is trying well, to argue. Well, it was when he when he threatened Nancy Pelosi. I mean, he may have threatened other people, but he, he threatened a federal official, Nancy Pelosi. Well, yeah, the attempting kidnapping of a federal official, that one, she wasn't there. But, yeah, that is, he did make a substantial step to further that alleged crime. So, you know, defense attorneys have to work with what we've got sometimes, and it's not always great. You know, there's no motion to change the facts. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got a couple more stories here that we need to get to before we uh, run the, the clock out on this half hour. Um, this this uh, Hollywood executive's son hacked up his wife, mother, and father-in-law? Allegedly, and- yeah, Gary. And... <laughs> Here's the rub I can't believe. That sounds like a lot of work to me, okay, to hack them up and put them in trash bags that weigh 50 pounds each. But he allegedly tried to get day laborers to drop them off and dispose of them, saying that they were bags of rocks. And these guys were like, we can tell it's not bags of rocks, you know, based on, like, what it feels like when you're carrying these 50-pound bags. 
They took them. They went and peeked in them. Saw it was body parts. Took them back. The guy's like, no, it's Halloween decorations. Um, and then uh, they left them there and, I guess, reported to the police. The bags were gone by the time the police got there. But they were able to find, like, video camera of him dumping the stuff out of uh, his Tesla into a dumpster in Encino. It doesn't sound like the brightest bulb in the sky, Gary. I mean, it's still, he has some work ethic that he's willing to uh, hack them all up, but why not make sure you go through and make sure you're dumping them somewhere that's not a security camera? What, what in the world? It's but almost impossible. Not- it's almost impossible to find a place that doesn't have uh, cameras. We got ring doorbells and... and um the technology is so easy to use. Uh, just about everybody does. I, I don't know how he expected to get away without being seen. But I keep, there's this jingle that's uh, been going through my mind since I read the story. Don't wrap it, bag it in baggies. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I suppose that's <laughs> inappropriate. Double bag it, jeez. Uh, but that's e- horrible. I mean, apparently, uh, it's this guy, the UK Daily Mail, I like how they always kind of like, explore people's background and give you more juice on the, the situation. They interviewed a lot more neighbors. Apparently this guy might have been like kind of on the spectrum. He wasn't He wasn't very talkative, but his wife was always having people over. They have three very young uh, boys. Uh, they were her world. The parents would sit there in the front yard. They're Asian and didn't speak English that well, but would wave at all the neighbors going by and so poof, they're gone. They still haven't found the in-laws, but they found the wife's torso, they think. So, very gruesome. And this guy is the son. He's a 35-year-old son of some Hollywood mogul. I don't... Boy, just the thought You know they're going to be making a TV movie out of this one. Yeah, I wonder if the father will represent the actors. No, probably not. Uh, Just just, really, when you think... It's bad enough when you hear that somebody hacked up a body, but hacked up three... Yeah. And what were their three young boys doing while all this is going on? There's another question like that. Hopefully they didn't see anything. But that sounds like it would be a time-consuming thing with three young sons in the house. They're going to wander around looking for mom or grandma or grandpa or dad at some point, right? Yeah. And and what about all the blood? Where? Yeah, uh, apparently they found evidence of that in the house when they went in to search it. And so, but the judge made an unusual decision here. Uh, he's being, the son of this ex-Hollywood agent is being held without bail. His name is Samuel Haskell IV. Um, he's appeared in court in a suicide vest on Monday to face the charges that he's killed his wife and mother-in-law. But the judge, I've never seen it like this, Gary. They're allowing cameras in the courtroom, but not his face to be shown. So all you can see is like, his torso and his arms covered in tattoos and him wearing this blue vest because the judge entered some weird order that his face cannot be photographed. I've heard of, like, the jurors. You can't photograph the jurors. You know, there'll be uh, sometimes protections for, like, minor witnesses or different things like that. But the defendant, his face, but the rest of his body is okay. It just seems to be, strikes me as a weird order. Someone that, you know, has been practicing law and also observing all these cases for years now uh, in the media all right it sounds weird to me but then the whole the whole thing is weird i mean just get a divorce if, if you want out just get a damn divorce 
Uh, all right, we're I up know, against. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're up against the clock. We have to take a quick break. Jennifer Bukowski is with us, a brilliant criminal defense attorney. Uh, Israel Palestine uh, video, and uh, we're going to play a bit of that. And then, uh, for Brian's sake, and he's been waiting for this with bated breath. I mean, I can see the minnows on his all tongue. day. Yes, yeah. uh, some royal news. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. Update on the uh, police chief selection for the city of Columbia. And uh, highway, uh, Interstate 70, Roachport, uh, going to be shut down a little while from now. Uh, we'll have the news god in, Brian Houseworth, to talk about that. That'll be at 1135. Uh, but Jennifer Bukowski joins us now. Let's uh, get a, a little... Uh, uh, well, before we get to the Royals news, let's do this Israeli-Palestine uh, video. Uh, Brian, can you go ahead and hit it? Hey, want to play the Palestinian experience? No, I hated the last game we played. Trust me, it's really easy. You're playing a Muslim in British Palestine, and your mission is to form a Palestinian state. Seems really difficult. Let's draw the first card and see. <clears throat> The UN gives you a Palestinian state. Huh. It's right where you live right now, and it's the same size as the Jewish state. If you accept, you win the game. No, let's start a huge war against the Jews. You serious? Yeah, I don't want them living next to me. Let's kill as much as we can. Okay. You lose the war and some of the territories the UN gave you. Do you wish to stay in the Jewish state and gain full citizenship, or go live in no man's land with limited rights? I don't want to live with Jews. Refugee it is. Do you want to form a peaceful society? No, I want to try terror. Right. Well, after decades of bloodshed, Israel has granted you autonomy in the West Bank and Gaza and even gave you weapons to form independent security forces. Cool, thanks! Do you use the opportunity to form an organized society? Or no, I want to give this terror thing another chance. I see. Wow, Israel has offered you a Palestinian state in 90% of the West Bank, all of Gaza, and some other territories. If you accept, you win the game. No thanks. What the... Never mind. Israel was sick of you killing Jews in Gaza, so they withdrew from them completely and left you all the advanced facilities and agricultural infrastructure they built there. Do you want I want to use it to build rockets! You're making this game so much harder. Also, I want to elect Hamas to rule over me. Hamas, the terrorist organization who swore to destroy Israel and kill all Jews. That's the one. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's amusing. Yeah. yeah, that video, there's a converse one where it's Israel. How they have to survive is like they've done everything. They've been over backwards, you know. They would have gone with the UN solution. They ultimately gave up on them and gave them Gaza, including everything they developed. You know, that's like the fifth iteration. And no matter what, they keep getting attacked, and now they're faced with like a problem because it's clear that the people in Gaza. Uh, elected people that want to eliminate Israel and that there are too many of them that you can't just like let them stay there anymore so it's going to be quite a difficult it's impossible for Israel to win this whole game because now they're being all these calls for a ceasefire and everything else it's well, really quite shocking we're calling for ceasefires because we don't remember how to win wars yeah. I talked about this uh, yesterday when we had uh, when we were in World War II we let fly with everything. Uh, we bombed the snot out of Nazi Germany. We bombed the hell out of Japan. And it, and actually killed more people with conventional uh, bombing in Japan than we did with the two atomic bombs, but we dropped them as well. A lot of... Civilians died, yeah. And that's what it took to bring them to their knees. And suddenly we're supposed to be fighting a humanitarian war. A war with rules. There are no rules in war. 
They're just... And Hamas could surrender and hand back the hostages. But they're not, are they? They're perfectly happy to let their people die. There are no rules in war. If you want to win, you have to do what Israel is doing, and that's beat them to death until they they say, this is too much. We, we can't do this. We surrender. That's how you win a war. We don't do that anymore. We don't know yeah. how to do that. It's no wonder we, we didn't prevail in Korea or Vietnam. It's not because the military didn't know how to win. It's because the, the politicians started directing what the generals should have been directing. And that, by the way, is not an endorsement of our involvement in Korea or Vietnam. Right. It's just a fact about what could have happened if you had just turned the military loose. Uh, and we didn't. We we let uh, politicians direct the war. And every time, Jennifer, I don't think you're old enough to remember this, but every time in Vietnam that the uh, Johnson administration called for a ceasefire or a pause, the Viet Cong rearmed. They were thrilled when that would happen. And yeah. here, that's happening now. Yes. It gives them a break to regroup every time. Yeah, war is hell. War is ugly. But you go in only when you have to go in. And if you do, you go in. You fight. You win. You leave. You don't become social workers and everything else. And this just don't stupidest message I have ever heard. This is Biden telling the Iranians, don't. If you're thinking of getting involved, don't. And then they... To start attacking the U.S. military in Syria. Well, we shouldn't have our U.S. military in Syria. There's sitting ducks. There's there's nothing to do with our own national security. And when they attack Americans, American military, we go after some place where they're storing arms and ammunition. If you were serious, you'd go ahead and attack Iran, but you're afraid to attack Iran because you know that would escalate the war. The solution is bring home our brave men and women. That's my view, not yours. I just wanted to point that out to listeners because I really get upset about this. All right. Uh, for the sake of uh, Brian Hansen, some Royals news, please. Well, it's an exciting time because The Crown, the final season of The Crown, half of it is going to drop on Netflix tomorrow going to focus on, you know, the last couple of years of Diana's life, her death, and then it'll, the season will end with Prince Charles finally getting to marry Camilla Parker Bowles, and so it's going to stop in like 2004, but I think it should be an interesting final season because, you know, I didn't know much of this Dodie Fayette that died with Princess Diana. It's one of the few shows or biopics on this whole situation that covers him. And so I'm looking forward to it. I've watched The Crown, all the other seasons, twice now. So I'm ready for this to drop tomorrow, Gary. I'm sure you are waiting with bated breath to tune into that as well. No, no, Brian is. Brian, Brian Yeah, is. but I don't oh, get right. Netflix, so if you could record it we for me, Gary. We should have a watch party, Brian, yeah. I know. Okay. Gary's going to record it for me. so I, I, I don't have Netflix either. Oh, you don't? Oh, no. what are we going to do? Uh, I guess we'll have to pass. Huh. Have you? Uh, did you watch Bosch, Jennifer? The TV series Bosch? I've seen a few of them. I haven't gotten back into it. Well, they dropped their next season. They're, they're about uh, two-thirds of the way through this, uh, 
this uh, this new season, and it is fabulous. It is every bit as good as it was uh, with the original series, and I think that's on Paramount. Uh, if you got Paramount, uh, it's on Freevee. It is a great show. And if that's not enough, there's a new Western from uh, the guy that produced um, Yellowstone. Uh, it's a, oh, about, really? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Good. It's a black, this is a post-Civil War, uh, a black uh, deputy marshal. And and it's um, it's pretty good. I'm I'm enjoying it. And I oh, would yeah, tell you, I saw that they're making that. Well, there's one I watched on Netflix that was I binged. It's a limited series, All the Light You Cannot See. It is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book that I read. And even if you read the book, they kind of changed the plot a little bit. And both are great. The show on Netflix is great, and the book is fantastic as well. All the Light You Cannot See. Uh, you know, Brian, I'm I'm thinking you ought to subscribe to Netflix. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that, but uh, if you get it, let me know. He's too busy with his Disney subscription, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. Je- Jennifer Bukowski, thank you for being with us this morning. Always a pleasure to have you on board. It was a delight to be here. Thanks, Gary. All right. Hi, Brian and Gary. All right, take care. Uh, coming up, uh, if you're heading uh, on 70 and you're heading west, uh, you may have a, a little bit of a traffic jam coming up. We'll give you the details on that with Brian Houseworth. And uh, the next chief of police uh, will find out just how close we are. And I think we're very close. Uh, there has been no official announcement, right? No, Brian? there has not. Uh, so we don't know do for that sure. Today at 2. <sighs> if, if it's not... <laughs> it, well, it's just she's such a great candidate for this job. Don't jinx it. You do this all the time. I will protest. I warn you. I will protest if the city manager doesn't do the right thing. Uh, but anyway, we will cover that ground as well. And if that's uh, you know, if you want some really good news, you're forced at gunpoint to pay your taxes. And uh, we are apparently going to take 16-plus billion dollars of your money and give it to Amtrak. Oh, we have to. Well, we have to because they haven't turned a profit since 1971. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know know how I always complain about the bus system in Columbia? Yep. That it's not profitable, hasn't been profitable for decades. <laughs> but we keep underwriting it, expecting somehow it's going to be profitable. This time. This yeah, time it will. Yeah. Well, this is this is uh, the Columbia bus system on steroids. They're not turning a profit, haven't turned a profit uh, since 1971. It's about time we turn them loose. It's, it's ridiculous that we keep funding it. We what is the matter with these politicians? What is the matter with Biden and the Democrats and some of the Republicans? Because they voted for this stupid thing. We're going to spend $16 billion on a train system that hasn't been profitable since really before 1971 because they were going under. So they were losing money prior to that. Had to have been in the 1960s. Crazy making. 
Oh, uh, yeah. All right, let's find out about the uh, traffic coming up on 70 and the police chief story for Columbia next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. It's 11.35. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, we will have uh, Brian Houseworth, the news god, to chat a little bit about what's coming on uh, or co- what's going to happen over the Roachport Bridge. That's not easy for me to say at this hour, Hanson. It's, it's a I struggle. I, it's, I almost didn't get through that. Um, but we'll find out uh, what uh, what the plans are. And look... I don't know who they're going to pick for police chief, but apparently we're going to find out shortly. We'll get the details. But Jill Schluty just seems like the right pick. It's it's um, it's the right. Oh, for goodness sake! You didn't lock the door, Brian. Look. I know he kind of just strolled in here, and yes, because he's the news god of Zimmer Radio, <laughs> Brian Houseworth. It is great to be with you, my friend. How are you? I am doing well. How about you? <laughs> Hanging in there, Gary. Good. Been a, we had a busy, busy day. Boy, a lot of stuff going on locally, really, in many yeah. ways. Well, let's let's start off because it's going to happen in an hour or two, right? Uh, the Roachport Bridge. Yes, that's that's a big one. And the time. And, and again, I've got uh, stories up on most of these on our website, ninety three nine The Eagle. I've been updating the website all morning. Um, The time we're looking at right now, Gary, is roughly between 1 and 3. I-70, by the way, is trending on Twitter, and and some of our stories are are getting involved in it. It's mainly trending, not because of this, but because there's been apparently a horrific bus accident near Columbus, Ohio. So some people may see that in their feed as well. We haven't had anything like that. Uh, thankfully, in mid-Missouri. But basically, between 1 and 3 today, MoDOT is going to close uh, I-70 completely uh, at the uh, at the Roachport Bridge. They're going to blast footings of the old bridge, the one that was built in 1960. The time frame they're looking at, again, is 1 to 3. I wish I could give people a better time, but that's the, that's the time that we're being given. They have to be able to, to have at least an hour to blast it and then to have crews go over on the other side and then... Um, to make sure that there's no um, debris really? and anything else damage exa- exactly, um, but that that's the time. And, and Gary, I know for businesses over there, they don't like us saying it, but in this case, we don't have a choice. You really should avoid that area between one and three today, because it's just my worry is for our local listeners, and it's been on TV and pretty pretty heavily this morning on TV last night. I've had it on the radio, every newscast, all our Zimmer stations. I think most of our listeners will be familiar with it. But you have a lot of people that travel that highway from all over. And if they're coming in from another state, they're not going to have any idea. I'm really worried this is going to be backed up this afternoon, and it probably will. Uh, you know, by the way, every time I go across that bridge, mm-hmm. uh, and there's another one in St. Louis that, I, that uh, on my way uh, east, and I think the government doesn't do anything well, and they're building these bridges. How safe am I? But that's just my own paranoia. Um, but w- w- there's no alternative here, is there? There really isn't. I mean, there is, and in, in, in basically for the truckers who are listening to us, no, there there really isn't, Gary. But the, the couple things you can do. You can try to, and I wouldn't encourage speeding, you can try to get through there before 1 o'clock. If you can get, you know, do that, you've got basically an hour and a half. Or you can try to do it after 3 o'clock. If we get a better window, 
we'll let you know. The only real other alternatives, if you're a trucker or a motorist, um, would be to the south. I guess, theoretically, you could get on Highway 50 and grow, go to your destination. If you're heading, let's say, to St. Louis or Kansas City, that's a possibility. Although, in some areas, uh, particularly on Highway 50, it's only two-lane. And then you also could do Highway 24, which runs uh, in the Moberly area. But again, that's a very narrow highway. I'm just saying that's a, that's also an option. There really isn't any other option right now. I mean, I guess you could go all the way to 36, but that's way out of the way. Well, here, it's a simple it's just, solution. It's, it's a really tough one. Go out and buy a 1961 Amphicar <laughs> and then head across the river and uh, everything will be fine. That's, that's true. <laughs> all right. So we've been waiting with bated breath. Um for the uh, city manager to tell us who the next chief of police is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been pushing for, for Jill Schlute because I think she, she knows the system, she knows the city, she knows the cops, she knows the problems, uh, and she's got executive experience. That said, uh, we don't have any. Uh, I don't have any idea. Did you get any kind of a clue? Any they anything embargoed or no, no. They're, they're, and that's a very good question. It is not. I genuinely do not know. And I'll tell you, I don't think very many people know, um, Gary, because they're keeping it very tight to the vest. Um, in in DeCarlin Seawood, as you know, under the city charter, it is his hire. The council can provide input, and I'm sure they have. I'm sure they've provided input on who they'd like to see in that position. But inevitably, it is it is Mr. Seawood that makes that determination, and they're paying. They're being very, very. Um, you know, we just don't know. We'll we'll probably all find out together tomorrow at two. I'll be down there, by the way, at City Hall for that. So I really don't know. Um, the four final. You know, I heard various things. Um, from people, and I've heard a lot of positive, by the way, locally from our listeners about Jill Schlute. Um Haven't heard a lot about Michael Zeller, although there was um, a recent guest, Bob Roper, that was on the CEO roundtable that said he was impressed. But just he, Bob's point on the show was he didn't think Greeley, Colorado was... They didn't see a lot of comparisons between that and in Columbia. Um, Nathaniel Clark um, is someone who, um, you know, he's been involved in some litigation. That's according to Bob Roper and and, uh, and Fred Perry on a recent interview in, against one of his former employers. But I heard positive things about from people that, that heard him speak. And Major Haley from Kansas City, I di- haven't heard much one way or the other from people about that. But I do know that the announcement will be made at 2 tomorrow. I want to encourage, and this comes directly from Mr. Seawood, you're encouraged, uh, Gary, all your listeners to attend tomorrow at City Hall. It'll be in the council chambers. If they have to have extra seating, they they have the capability to do that. They have extra rooms, et cetera. Um, they've had to do that before for big events. I know when Roy, when, uh, Roy Lovelady was uh, sworn in, that was similar so anybody can uh, come. And then afterwards, what they're going to do is Mr. Seawood and the new chief, whoever that'll be, will actually come into a, um, a conference room. And they're going to be able to do interviews with uh, those of us who are in the news media at that time. So I'll find out tomorrow. Um, Shaluti has been with the department since 2005. She's very comfortable talking to the press. Um, I've talked to her, you know, a number of times. I don't recall anything too recently because I generally go through the PIOs I, right now. But if I I'm at the scene, I, I, I definitely talk to her. I think I have an idea how you might be able to find out in advance. Okay. <clears throat> but I don't know if I should say it on the air. Uh, but it, I'll tell you what I will do on the air. I will get Tony on the bridge closing. Tony, sure. good morning. Hey, how are we doing? Okay. 
just uh, reminding everybody that there's still old 40 uh, to go through and old Franklin and all that and then uh, get through Boonville to get on I-70 on the other side of that. That's street. true. No, you're right, and that that is a that is a good point. It's just that you're right, and I'm not ignoring that road. That road, though, boy, gets very near at night, particularly. I guess during the day you'd be okay, but there are some really some some curves in that area, sir. Absolutely, yeah. No, you be careful <laughs> driving it, but it's a, it's a way out. Yes, it is. All it right. is. Tony, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I wonder if uh, when they're building this new bridge, they're taking into account how much heavier vehicles will be mm-hmm. uh, because the battery-powered cars are w- way heavier than uh, the internal combustion cars. I, You know, I've talked to MoDOT several times, and I, uh, the next time I talk to him, I, I will ask that issue about battery cars has not come up, but they have. They're going to be building it with extra capacity in $240 million. They got an $82 million grant from the Trump administration. Um, uh, that was the Trump administration, by the way, to the, that awarded that particular uh, grant to the state. It was the largest grant that, that MoDOT has ever received for a particular project. And, and it is on on time right now to, um, uh, to, to open in 2024. Gary, if I may, very quickly, there's one other local story that I just very quickly want to mention because it got a lot of attention yesterday. Um, it's up on 939theeagle.com. His name is Ronald Powell. He is going to be in a courtroom in Boone County via video at 1 o'clock today. I've checked his, his record. I've got a few more things I can add. He has been in and out of prison twice, likely going to go back a third time, perhaps as early as today or tomorrow. But he is accused of, well, he's been convicted of numerous felonies in the past, resisting arrest, stealing, possession of a controlled substance. He's wanted right now, or was wanted yesterday, on 11 felonies, including chasing a woman around a kitchen here in Columbia and beating her with kitchen utensils. Um, he is someone who done two stints in prison. He just was released on parole August the 7th. This last alleged incident where he's chasing the woman in the kitchen was August 25th. That's on top of, I'm going to assume, Boone County prosecutors are going to file charges against him for a six-hour standoff. They had to use drones, and they actually used gas, according to our news partner, KMIZ, you know, to get him out of the house. Um, And it took six hours. They're talking about a lot of money, uh, him barricaded in that house, in addition to that. But I do have an updated story on him on our website, 939theeagle.com. Probation parole confirmed for me just a few minutes ago. They have issued a warrant for his arrest, and they actually did so on November the third. So it's not. It's. I'm sure they're probably going to do another one. And what that basically means is he's going to go back to prison. It may not be today because he's got to go before the court to face. You know, and uh, I mean, this guy's looking at so many different charges. What he's going to be facing today is the two domestic assault charges. I assume it'll be tomorrow he'll go before the other eight, and then he's probably going to be charged with more, and the DOC may wait to take him to the Fulton prison until that's over. It's really up to the, if the state wants to take him today, I guess they could, but uh, thankfully no one hurt, but I just, I with his, you know, his record of convictions, 28 years old, I was just very surprised, and I think our audience, I'm sure, was that he even was out of prison to begin with, but he's going to go back. He'll go back, and I expect him to be back in prison probably later this week. Wow. Um, <clears throat> was he, like, raised uh, by wolves or what? I mean, this guy's 
All right. I, I mean, it's just it, it. You know, you look you you look at the at the record, and you look at the you know this one, and, and she was beaten, and she, you know um, she had to go to the hospital. I mean, it's just it's awful. The guy's a cretin, no doubt about it. All right, uh, the news god of Zimmer Radio, Ryan Houseworth. Thanks, buddy. Thank for you, coming my friend. On board with you us. You be safe, Gary. Keep up the good work. All right, take you, uh, take you. Thank you, <laughs> take you. Uh, and um, a, a space baby. What? I'll tell you what that is next on the Gary Nolan Show. It is eleven fifty-two. Glad to have you with us. Don't forget, uh, coming up, Glenn Beck, then Sean Hannity. Uh, then Dr. Randy Tobler. Uh, you know what? I haven't had Randy on the program in a while. I'm going to have to get him on the show. Uh, it is a great afternoon drive. It is the way to drive home, listening to Randy Tobler. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you've heard of the Mile High Club, Brian? Uh, yes, I have. So uh-huh. you know what that is? Yes, I do. Well, apparently there is a Dutch firm that is uh, thinking of having a much higher... Um, Really? Yes. Uh, it, How can you go any higher? Outer space. Oh, okay. And they actually want to conceive a child in outer space. I'm not making this up. Um, <clears throat> this company, Spaceborn United, is pioneering space sex re- research with the aim of a natural conception and birth in the partial gravity environment found on, on Mars. I don't know why they picked Mars, but they say the challenges of achieving uh, safe space sex are galactic, um, and uh, but this is their goal. So then I was thinking, suppose, suppose uh, two enterprising uh, people who identify as they should are on the space station and they do that horizontal mambo and 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 she gets pregnant what country would she belong to like if she's born in the united states she could be an american citizen if a child is born in france could be a french citizen what happens if a child is born in outer space space pirate <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, that's uh, never been a problem before. But anyway, that's what they want to do. Uh, they say there are all kinds of challenges in achieving. Um, it's funny. They're, they're trying to get someone pregnant, and yet they're calling it safe space sex. <laughs> if it was safe, they, they would be using protection of some kind. Anyway... Um, they're confident they're going to see an extraterrestrial human child uh, born sometime in the next uh, 40 or 50 years at the latest. Uh, it's important that Earth and humanity can become a multi-planetary species. If you want to have independent human settlements beyond Earth, and if you really want them to be independent, you need to address the reproductive challenge. What a fun study to be a part of. I'll talk to Gwen, see what she says. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, and, and this is, uh, I, again, I have to rely on Brian to help me with this. Climate change is increase, uh, increasingly, uh, it is a likelihood of extreme snowfall in the French Alps. So global warming, which they now call climate change, is responsible for more snow. 
Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. It's the new science. But if it's warming, shouldn't the snow be melting? Shouldn't they well, just be getting be, more rain in the, the French Alps? The heat is causing it to be so cold on the mountaintops. See, that's how the science works. You just don't understand it. So it, it's like that stuff I put on my arms when my muscles are sore. The uh-huh. hot, exactly. Hot yep. and cold. Yes. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. And, uh-huh. and it's, uh, it's, it's getting warmer. And uh, so beware because uh, now we have more snow. Uh-huh. You remember You're not when doing the, uh, a real good job of explaining uh, this well, to me. Remember when the North Pole disappeared uh, back in, I think it was the 2000, early 2000s when Al Gore said if we don't do something about climate change and it disappeared completely. I, no, it's still there. It is? It is, yeah. Oh, I thought that it was gone. No, no, it's it's still there. It's probably st- still there uh, because of, of all the warmth making it cold up there. Huh, that's weird. Well, when the last polar bear died, it was somewhere <laughs> in 2006, I think. No, and no, they've got a glut of polar bears. I, I understand oh, they that. they do? The, yeah. Huh. That's weird. I'm reading these science journals, and so I guess I'm behind. Uh, clearly, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, and we leave you with this happy story. And uh, guys, if you're driving, try not to cross your legs. Tech mogul Brian Johnson is undergoing shock therapy on his manhood uh, in order to uh, make it perform like it did when he was 18. <laughs> uh, he is electrocuting his manhood. And apparently, he says, it hurts like hell. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, who'd have thought? Uh, With all those nerve endings, who would have thought that could possibly... Um, is it working for him, I guess? Uh, he seems question. to think so. He, he's, he is convinced that it is. Uh, this uh, technology says you have a wand and you sit in a chair and the technician uses the wand and basically shocks your manhood uh, through acoustic technology. Um, and... Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't see. <laughs> You're at a loss for words. Uh, well, the like. shocks, which are not electrical, work uh, similarly to workouts by creating micro injuries uh, that the muscle then rebuilds, and it's painful. He said, describing it as a seven out of ten, but a nine out of ten at the tip. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, uh, sometimes uh, people can have too much money. I never would have thought that was the case. But I am convinced now that sometimes they do. Listen, we're up against the clock. we got to run. Don't forget Glenn Beck uh, coming up right behind us, then Sean Hannity, and then Randy Tobler. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.